pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings and welcome back, KBs, for another mindful journey and exploration of the soul's best life. StephenCanyon.com is the website for all upcoming events. And, of course, other resources. Miss Maggie, welcome back. It's good to be back, We have missed you. (laughs) Where have you been? Where in the world have you been? We all want to know. Tell us, where have you been? Why are you acting like we haven't been together the whole time? What are you talking Uh, about? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm I'm hiding over here with everybody else. I'm very tan. There was a lot of sunshine. There was a lot of fruit. A lot of monkeys. You tan better than I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> this little Scandinavian cowboy doesn't do sunshine <laughs> too the well. the olive DNA. Speaking of tanning, speaking of monkeys, <laughs> speaking of the howler, oh have you eaten enough fruit? Howler monkeys. <laughs> They're crazy. <laughs> They're amazing. Are they cool looking? All right. Too much inside stuff. We've been where? Costa Rica. We've been to Costa Rica for mm. just a... a a quick respite, but howler monkeys. They almost seem like like smaller gorillas. They are crazy loud. So loud. The sun sets, and you can hear those. I had to look it up. Five kilometers away. How many oh miles goodness. is five kilometers? Well, one kilometer is about 0. 0.6 miles. Okay, so, so 0. 0.6 times five would be? Like three. Six. <laughs> it's <laughs> a lot know. of mileage. Don't ask me to do math. But you can hear those. They are the biggest, <laughs> what was it, the biggest uh, 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 one of the largest monkeys in the New World. They're huge. I'm very. I was very glad to know though that they're docile. They're very friendly. They're very picky eaters. So I mean, they're not aggressive. Mm-hmm. They're not. Yeah. They're not coming into. Never steal saw your food. one, but we we saw the capuchins. Saw the capuchins. Yes. They tried to take <laughs> our picnic. Our whole. They are everything. <laughs> they came out of our the backpacks. We're on the beach and we it. got a picnic, which yeah. you made a wonderful picnic, oh, by you. the way. And we're sitting there and. The babies were playing. They were. They were. There must have. There were dozens and dozens yes. of these capuchins. And then you, you saw the king of the forest, the one, the biggest <laughs> one. And we looked at him, and and he was definitely being aggressive, trying to get us to sort of go, leave our food, go away. You know, we'll take those Cheetos. Thank I need you some very aloe. Much. I'm, I'm kind of. <laughs> I still need some on my shoulders. Did you know that you can drink aloe? I did. did I've never would, tried it though. It sounds amazing. Would drinking aloe help a sunburn? Maybe I should try Maybe. that. Maybe. I don't know. I guess it depends on you where probably, you got sunburned. Like with your blonde hair, you should probably put aloe on the outside and the inside. Uh, put aloe on the outside and the inside. Because you're blonde. Because no. you're so fair. It, it did turn Aww. even. You have a fair complexion, Steve. You're so oh, sensitive. Stop it. Get out. You're so sensitive. Yeah. You're not built for manual labor. Yeah. Do you like sun. my blonde? Do you like it? Your hair looks so blonde, actually. I think... The sun bleached it or something. I think you're right. I need to drink some out. Can I have some with my dinner you can, tonight? You can. Costa Rica really was magical. That's the word that mm. I think of when I remember that trip. Magical. Amazing. Well, it was magical and we have I'm I, I don't <laughs> I'm tired of traveling. I'm just going to put it out there. I want to stay put for a little while and you've been you're dragging so me all over the place. You're so funny. You're like, I'm positive and everything, but I'm tired of traveling. Stay, yeah. Well, I just need, I need You're a grateful to be here. Yes, to I be, am. To be in the Speaking casa. of putting it out there, I've got to go ahead and put this out there. Our producer said that today is the day to put it out there. Okay. Everybody, the Law of Attraction Kinetic Belief podcast is going to begin production in front of a 
live audience. What? Yeah, I had to say it. You did it. And we want to know, and we've got to ask, I'm supposed to ask you, where do you, our audience, want us to podcast from, to broadcast from? And so it's going to be in a place where you, our audience, can join Maggie and I live in person (laughs) for the podcast each week. And so we want you to choose one of three locations. And Which are? They are. You, you mentioned a drum roll. Oh. Uh, okay, that's enough. They are <laughs> San Diego, California, <laughs> Denver, Colorado, or Orlando, Florida. San Diego, Denver, Orlando. One of those three. And it. so it's up to you guys to choose. Yeah. And you can either text in your choice by texting 844-844-0049. Boom. You got that. Good job. I did that. That was really good. Or you can email it or... Email it or text it. And again, the three choices are you need to let us know and the you know, popular vote's going to, to win the deal. And That's exciting. San Diego, California, which we love. We used to live in Del Mar. Yes. Denver, Colorado, which we love. We were in Boulder. We've been in Pine, Colorado. We've Denver's been all, awesome. over, all yep. over the state. Mm-hmm. Or Orlando, Florida, which Sunny we Sunny Orlando, love. Florida. And, and, and one of those three. So we want to know. Either text in your choice, 844-844-0049, or you can email us. Let us know the location is going to be determined by popular vote, and you do not need a voter ID to vote. You can just do it? Just let us know your preference. Perfect. Vote more than once. (laughs) Send us your license photo. (sighs) You know what, Meg? Most people are experiencing life from within survival mode. Have you noticed that? Just yes. hanging on, yes. especially during the last year. Mm. And I was thinking about this, and probably the most common thing that we all have uh, in common is growing up, <laughs> going to school, and I think that really teaches most people a lot about surviving. Going to school, mm-hmm. fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, you are learning to survive, aren't you? Yes. From getting up. At a wicked time yeah. and, you know, staying up much later than you're supposed to doing with your flashlight, reading, whatever you're doing. Just mm-hmm. it's horrible. And did you ever sit through a class that you didn't want to be in? Um, I slept through a few, <laughs> but I didn't want to be <laughs> Didn't in. you? You're always figuring out a way to survive. Oh, man. <laughs> Just go yes. ahead and sleep through Megan's it. Megan's survival mode is to go to sleep. <laughs> I en- Absolutely. Well, I got to say, I enjoy math, but I didn't enjoy most of my math classes. Well, it's not, I was never that, math never came easily to me. I, I made good grades in math, but I had to work 10 times harder than anyone else to, to get that grade. But you would do the work though. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Math. And, and I, th- I equate it to teachers that just, they didn't want to be there probably any more than the students. Now that, now that is so true because I had a fabulous history professor and I couldn't wait to go to that class and I would get all A's in that class. It felt very easy to learn. So that's a, that's a great point. It really depends on the teacher. I was, I was in one class and we were taking a test and I was, I was lost in thought on this, uh, on one of the answers. Mm. Have you ever found yourself just staring off into space while thinking? <laughs> You just, you don't even know that you could be staring a hole through somebody and you, but you're thinking about something else. Well, I did that. Yes. I was staring at my teacher. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> Megan, she moved my desk out into the hallway to finish the test. I think I would have moved your desk too. I think I would have too. I <laughs> you mean, little, you little weirdo. creep. <laughs> so, but I think she thought I was cheating or something, oh, man. but she moved me. You're making eyes at her. Yeah, I guess. Like, how would you but, give me an A? Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> right? 
You know, we learn yeah. early to experience life in survival mode and yeah. um, not knowing that we can enjoy, actually enjoy whatever the experience is. Mm. Um, by the way, a sense of humor, oh my, goes a long, long way, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. You need a good sense of humor. I think everybody does. I think to, to be successful in anything, you, you need a sense of humor it, because the journey is going to be insane. Any sort of success or this life that we're living, it's going to be crazy. Well, there's a lot of madness around us. Yes. A sense of humor kind of helps you to navigate and get through those well, mad waters. Well, and we've, we've even joked before on this podcast about how ridiculous it is that we're all in this blue marble hurtling through space, have, doing this <laughs> right. podcast, talking about... I mean, it's just you, crazy. You said earlier today that you saw a master class. I think you said it was a master class that Steve Martin, yes. one of my favorite comedians, yeah. was teaching on how to uh, become or how his to be method. a comic. Yeah, basically, right. And, mm-hmm. and you said that, uh, what was his advice? Um, he said that you just see the joke in everything. Not that everything is a joke, but you're able to look for and find and discover the humor in Every, mm. Literally everything. And I think there are probably a lot of people that, even if shown or told how to do that, could still not find the humor in a lot of things. Do you think it's because they don't have a sense of humor or because, or because they're just so pent up? I think it's because tight. they don't have a laugh track. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It's probably because they just take uh, life far too seriously. Yes. Not that they're, Not that life is not serious, but it's seriousness is a byproduct of stress and anxiety. Yes. Yes. And so when we come out from under the the uh, anxieties and stresses mm-hmm. of life, we, we were left with a lot of comedy. Well, and what you're saying really makes me connect that with being lighthearted as well. So, you know, maybe mm-hmm. if, even if you don't have the Steve Martin levels, ridiculous sense of humor, just that lightheartedness, you're approaching life in... And well, if, I think it's a funny way. I love Steve Martin. First time I saw him, I was in college, and after the show that he did, he was out uh, directing traffic. Oh my god! At the only stoplight That's on awesome. campus, the show was over, and there's a long <laughs> lot of traffic, and you get up to the stoplight, I and there's that. Steve Martin oh wearing gosh. one of his balloon hats <laughs> directing traffic. That's amazing. But you know, how fun! On a serious note, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we would never. no, we would never. On a comedic note. But no, you know, most do go through life in survival mode. They wake up each day hectically racing through their morning routine. They they may take the dog out, put the dog back, shove more items that, than they think they could possibly need for the day into their bag or backpack. They have keys in one hand, more stuff under the other arm so they can hold the coffee that spills as they try to close the door behind them. They drive to work, talk about more of what needs to be done. They do some of it. They read the emails from people who are breaking under the pressure of living under pressure. They take phone calls from more people stressed out from being stressed out. Next thing you know, it's five o'clock. Leave the office, go to the store, go home, take the dog out, pasta for dinner, a little regret for overeating, empty the box of beads for the bath, fall into the bed, and then repeat. (laughs) You painted the picture. Was that it? <laughs> That's the picture. That's it. Well, that, that is it. Wow. The day is filled with the mental alarm of things to do. Mm. And, and even with a calendar that's been filled with all of those have-to-dos, there is the sense that, you know what, as soon as you somehow figure out how to transcend above the survival mode that you're in, mm. there is still the question of finding meaning and finding purpose in life. You know, what is the meaning of all of this? 
is this what I'm supposed to be doing with my life? Yeah. That's what everybody seems yes. to be saying. You know, I know that a lot of people feel so caught up in the habits of receptive lifestyles that their lives are missing any real sense of significance. Wow, that's so true, isn't it? It's it's just the round robin way of life that you always yeah. mention. It's just, it's so easy to find yourself in, in the rut of a routine and Gosh, you know, the next thing we know, it's it's a, f- a few years, they've come and gone, and you're just still having the same conversations. <laughs> oh my gosh. Isn't that, that's what always triggers me. I'm, I'm thinking, didn't I just... Haven't we talked about this Haven't we done before? this? Oh, the worst is when the iPhone, you know, suggests memories for me. It's like, oh, this is what you were doing a year ago, and it's the exact same thing. Yes, oh my God. or, or if you look worst. back on your New Year's resolutions and you're like, didn't I resolve this last year? <laughs> Ten years ago? Yes, yes. I was speaking to a group of community leaders when uh, a gentleman who was 90-some years young came up to me afterward, and he said that he believed his life had somehow passed him by. And his question was, he, he said to me, he said, how did we miss it? Mm. How did we miss it? And some people are so blinded by extreme stress or they have succumbed to some kind of deep, deep boredom with life. And then there are some who really are mesmerized by the madness of doing things, going as quickly as possible. Like, like I was just talking about the one heading out the door, running out the door, racing to work, racing home, all of that, filling up their calendar <laughs> with one task after another task, after another, as far out as they possibly can. Micromanaging, you know, how many times they're going to chew a piece of food? I don't know. But they're running from one place to another. And others have checked out from life. And, and they've fallen into this sort of groundhog day of the endless routine. Mm-hmm. You know, in the West especially, many people desire the idea of a type of freedom and growth that prosperity seems to offer becoming financially successful. And even for those who've achieved a certain level of prosperity, they begin experiencing the freedom that comes from having wealth. And then quickly, and we've talked about this so often, they find that even financial independence Mm -hmm. isn't enough to give their lives any kind of meaning. Wow. Well, you know, discovering and finding meaning in all of this, it's so important to to feeling Mm -hmm. like you're, um, you know, on a mission, to somehow make a difference. But I guess I'm just wondering, I mean, wouldn't you say that, that for us to be on a mission, that, that we have to, to first have a purpose, to know what our purpose is? Well, there have been countless books, Meg, that have been written about finding you know, purpose in life. Right. And it, it's actually it is built into the human condition to pursue some kind of purpose, to have meaning in your life. And there's, there's nothing that can replace true purpose. Mm-hmm. But the reason that a person who is, say, active in their community at the age of 90 can still wonder where he missed it in life, it's because our original primary purpose cannot be located in the world of forms, mm-hmm. what we can see. Okay. Our life's purpose does not concern what we do, but rather our state of consciousness, which is awareness. The best life has a dual purpose and there is an original purpose which is located within and then we have an outer purpose which is the doing the original purpose concerns the original essence of of life the original essence of our being 
that we come into the natural with. The doing purpose, that's for our enjoyment. For our awareness to be able to observe and to enjoy. And both the inner purpose and the outer should be in alignment one with the other. You see, our original inner purpose is to awaken to awareness. And it's nothing more complicated than that. Every single person on the planet has the same purpose for existing. It is the purpose of the collective to awaken to awareness. And it is for humanity to leave the dreamlike state of unconsciousness and then to merge the concept of self with the universe. Mm. A lot of people say that they want to be successful in life. And success is the progressive evolution of the advancing soul. To understand this, remember that success is exposing yourself to what you intentionally want to experience. And what you want to experience consists of satisfying your desires. Developing what you do in alignment with the original inner purpose, that is the basis for enjoying your functional purpose. It's the basis for living your abundant life. This is the success that is so elusive to so many people. This is why there's so much grief and agony and stress around the world today. People will miss it. And they'll recognize the moment that they've, they, the, the veil has been lifted that somehow they did miss it. Because even without that alignment, they can still accomplish certain things through a lot of effort, hard work, and determination. But, you know, there is no enjoyment in this kind of a lifestyle, just like the 90-year-old gentleman was telling me. That you don't really get to the end of all of this, and you can't look back and say, yes, that was just something I thoroughly enjoyed because of the madness of trying to become successful when success is defined as something that you cannot become. And it ends up causing just uh, so many people a lot of unhappiness. Wow, this is really illuminating so much new territory. I mean, we are we're told, you know, what success is supposed to look like mm-hmm. by the world, and we and it's so easy to buy into it. And then we're chasing this one what do we what we think is a dream after an, one dream after another, and then, you know. It's such that it's such an easy, easy cycle to fall into. But you're telling us that success is not something we can identify with mm-hmm. or through hard work. Mm-hmm. It's it's something else, and we can find it by by awakening to this awareness. Um, so, what I want to know exactly um, in this microscopic way, what exactly do you mean by by awakening? Well, let's look at the macroscopic, because awakening is a process where our thinking and our awareness become separate one from the other. Where our thinking and our awareness become separate. Okay, so so you're saying the beginning of awakening is, is thoughtless awareness? <laughs> yes, that's it. Thoughtless awareness. Because, you know, we've talked about the Danish meditative practice, Fahuga, quite a bit, yes. which is a, a, it's a quality of coziness and it's a sense of well-being. Basically, it's when you're cozy and you feel good about being cozy. <laughs> it's and like, that is life. And, and that, that is, <laughs> and that is uh, the key to, oh, I'm cozy. to all that, happiness. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> you know, describe, or, and most anybody can tell you what their idea of being cozy would look like. You can use warm slippers, a, a nice cup of tea. You can just a, a good meal to achieve huga, And it's a sense of simple awareness in its purest form. Mm. It's an awakened state that does not think. In other words, it just is. 
And this is one way to begin practicing awareness is, you know, that sense of being cozy. But there is a worldwide awakening that is occurring right now. For some, it's gradual, and while for others, they're experiencing a uh, dramatic awakening where their lens of perspective has changed seemingly overnight. It is, it's an irreversible process because revelation knowledge is something that simply becomes you. Revelation knowledge is a transformation uh, that becomes integrated into our lives, and we're changed from it. Change is something that life on this planet has always gone through. It's part of the function of living. Wow, that it's so real. I mean, I, I just love knowing that there is a worldwide awakening that's taking place. You know, you can you can feel it happening, can't you? And I think it's exciting that, that people are awakening to be able to see that, that there is a, a deeper meaning to why they're here. There's something else that we should be, you know, paying our attention to. Knowing how to recognize the process of awakening is fundamental to locating our true purpose. In other words, rather than being lost in our thoughts, mm. in the madness chase of these <laughs> daily pursuits, yes. you recognize yourself as being the awareness of you. Mm. You are awake. You are conscious. You realize that you are not your thoughts. You are the essence of your being. You are life source energy. And as a result of awakening to the essence of your being, which is outside of your reasonings, your thinking then stops being the influence of your habitual patterns of doing, which for most people directs their life. Awakening begins when awareness takes over from your thinking. And now instead of the constant bombardment of thoughts that you identify with, thoughts that you believe are you, that lead you away from the purpose of life, thought forms, become the intentional tools of awareness, tools that are used for the enjoyment of just, you know, being present. Mm -hmm. Awareness, which is awakening, is the conscious connection with the master plan of the universe, it's connection with the intelligence of God. Okay, so I want to make sure I'm staying caught up with you here. You're you're giving us so much today. So so awareness is awakening, and and it's and it's how we stay connected with the abundant life. And the uh, the abundant life is love. It's happiness. Yeah. It's joy. Right. Um, it's really all of those things that I think so many of us have experienced it feeling as if it's just out of reach many, many times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, actually, another word for awareness is presence, mm. which is consciousness without thought. This is the state of being that's outside of the labels for the forms that are around us. So why is it so important that we, that we put so much pressure on, on this awakening? Does it really matter to our success in life, um, whether we fully are awake or awakened or not? Well, you know, that's a good question because it's actually it's vital to living a fulfilling life. The beginning of the awakening process is an act of creation. Um, it's a natural process of the expanding universe. It's important because you cannot make awakening happen by burning incense or naming clouds as they drift by. But <laughs> you, you, also, you also can't be good enough to be rewarded with it. <laughs> Do you need a life coach? I, I can name clouds. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's amazing. But the awakening, oh. the awakening may, it may come to the sinner before it comes to the saint. I'm just saying, but not necessarily. 
That's why Jesus hung out with all kinds of people, not just the honorable ones. There's nothing you can do about awakening. The awakening process is the super added to your natural. Some people think that they can do things to awaken, for example. And we were talking about this the other day. But, you know, whatever act you commit to become awakened, that's just going to be your egoist self, the person of your mental constructs, trying to add awakening or enlightenment to the resume. Mm. And then as a result, the awakened one that you identify with believes itself to be more important because now you see yourself as one of the awakened ones. Wow. What a a wangled tab we leave. (laughs) Well, this is such a huge point you're making here because I think so many of us are genuinely seeking that awakening and that enlightened state. And it can be very confusing if you see all all these outward acts that tell you and they're and they're selling you this sort of bill of goods that it's, it's going to do nothing for you still looking outward yeah. to identify with awakening yeah. instead of being present you're thinking well, i'm present i'm awakened mm. or the mental construct of what an awakened or an enlightened person must look like and then you try to look like you're awakened <laughs> have you seen my pants they are so flowy <laughs> you're so awakened. i am so awakened that's so funny but you know and you're right it's not what you look like is it i mean it's it's one thing to dress the part and to act like you're enlightened but you know, you're saying that, that whatever we, we identify with, it's just the egoist self. What a great term to, to describe that. You know, identifying with some, some image that we've mm-hmm. conjured up of ourselves. Portraying some image that you have of yourself or that other people expect of you is not within the inner purpose. Wow. It's fabricated living, and which is just an unconscious character that the ego has most people acting out. And this can be a lot to digest, by the way. If, you know, for those of us who have had those those moments of trying to to make it happen and to sort of force that hand of awakening, um, this is a big, a huge shift in perspective. And yes, it is. And there are steps that we take inwardly that help to facilitate the awakening process. Mm. You know, it was William Shakespeare who said that all the world is a stage (laughs) and all the men and women are merely players and they have their exits and their entrances and one man in his time plays many parts, his acts being seven ages. Well, the awakening is pure presence. It does not identify with the exits and the entrances that Shakespeare was writing about. And the roles that we play are for our enjoyment, not our identification. This is one of the most difficult things for most people, is to not gain an identity from what you do, but to see what you do as an experience that your identity is having. In other words, if you're experiencing what it's like to be a doctor or a receptionist or an Uber driver or a mother or a father, that does not make you any of those things. You are still the essence of your being, your life's energy, with the purpose for enjoying the awareness of those experiences that you're having. So this really is, again, a shift in consciousness, but I mean, I can't help but wonder, so if there's nothing we can do about awakening, um, you know, if it if it's either already happened or it's not yet happened, how can it be that, that the main, how can, how can it be the main purpose of someone's life, awakening, you know, especially if there's nothing we can actually <laughs> do about it? Leave it to you. <laughs> Meg, the, the first glimpse yes. of the awakened state of being is mm. an act of grace. Okay. It's, it's the same as awaking from a deep sleep. We cannot wake, awaken ourselves. It's mm-hmm. something that happens to us. 
It's the first glimpse of transcending consciousness happens to us through the spark of life. For example, if you want to, if if you find what we discuss within these podcasts to be meaningless, <laughs> okay, <laughs> if if you're one of those, the power of kinetic belief, the law of attraction, to be just weird and confusing, mm-hmm. then awakening has not yet happened to you. So you're missing the unction of spirit that enlightens your sense of being with the revelation knowledge that, uh, and a knowing that just simply becomes you. However, if something within you responds to what we're talking about here on a regular basis, if you somehow recognize the familiarity in all of this, the sense of comfort uh, that's emanating from within you, well, this means the process of your awakening has begun. Once a person has become awakened, there is a transfiguration of consciousness that can't be reversed. However, it can still be denied by the ego. For some people listening to these podcasts, you know, uh, reading the insights in uh, my Law of Attraction 100-Day Guided Journal will open awareness now to the awakening process, going back to, you know, your... Uh, recognizing there's got to be something we can do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, this podcast is its actually to help you recognize that you have already begun to awaken and to intensify and accelerate the process of that. Another function of our discussions here is to help people recognize that the ego within them, whenever it tries to regain control of their lives and obscure the arising of, of awareness, um, to help you pinpoint those instances where that's happening. A lot of times it's maybe you're planning a trip back home to see some family and all of a sudden instinctively some some things begin to rise up in you to say, wait a minute, the ego is taking over here. Mm-hmm. For some, the awakening happens as they suddenly become aware of the kinds of thoughts that they habitually think or they become aware of how they see society acting and reacting and all the the bad news that uh, is being put out, especially persistent negative thoughts that they may have been identifying with all of their lives. And then suddenly there is an awareness that is aware of thoughts, but's not part of it anymore. Awareness separates from thought. So what is the relationship then between awareness and thought or thinking? Because, you know, you're telling us that awareness, it's, that it's separate from thought. Awareness is the space in which thoughts exist. Okay. It's when that space has become aware of itself. This is not some wishful state of being either. You know, once you have had a glimpse of awareness, the state of you being in the present moment, you will know it. In other words, it is no longer just a concept in your mind. From within us, A light shines through us and upon the forms in our lives, making us conscious that we are the awareness for experiencing life. You don't have a life. You are life. You can't lose something you don't have. You are the essence of life that came into this world empowered to live boldly with the creative authority to experience love, to experience wealth, to experience happiness and joy. The human form, what we can see and touch is the facade of a form where all insightful wisdom is located. Every answer 
Every answer for every question for every desire is located within the human form. And this is the compartment for imagination. And what we choose to imagine are constructs that we select from either good or bad expectations. This is why it's so imperative that we maintain gratitude and a positive outlook for all things. The kinetic believer constructs their lives by willfully controlling their expectations. Wow, I love that. I mean, there it is. We are constructs of our willful imaginations. This is this is where I think being a, a kinetic believer, regardless, you know, of who you are, or how old you are, or where you live, um, you know, it's just so much fun, right? You know, we started the podcast off by talking about laughter and lightheartedness and fun, and this is it. We get to yep. to mindfully create the life that we are going to and that we are experiencing. Yes, this is what it means, however, to transcend the forms representing life that's around us. This is what it means to awaken, because those that we relate to and work with, most of those that we meet during the day, the eating and the drinking and the driving, the talking and reacting human forms all around us, do not, as we know most of them, represent themselves. They're actually misrepresenting themselves. And it doesn't take a lot of social media searching to realize that, you know what, we just don't respect what is being represented in the human form throughout the world today. But if we could ever catch but just a glimpse of the essence of being that dwells within the human form, it would make our knees bend. When the essence of awareness breathes through the intellect... It is our genius that is revealed. When it flows through our affection for each other, it's love. And we're here to enjoy our experiences, which is living our best lives. We get to choose our experiences through the power of kinetic belief, which is, I will tell you, a privilege that God's granted each one of us. The soul's advances are made by ascension of our state of awakening. And in the same way that the caterpillar becomes a butterfly. The insights of genius are of a conscious gain and a momentum and should be pursued with every breath of our being, not because of any particular virtue, but because of all the virtues of peace and joy and happiness and abundance and blessing. Because these are real tangible things that are within us now, in the presence of now, in present tense, this moment now. And the essence of our being is superior to all acts of awareness. But why is this important? You know, why do we keep showing up here to do these podcasts? And why are we putting out this material? Why are we going to be meeting people in either San Diego or Denver or Orlando, Florida, <laughs> in live in person talking yes. about these things with such passion? It's because the human condition innately attaches awareness to identity. And this is why it seems like you can't change things in your life on your own. Because when you see things as being separate from you, then you just believe that they are the way that they are. And you hear people say things like, well, you know, it is what it is. And (laughs) since they are like they are, they'll say, well, that must also be my purpose in life to just endure whatever unjust circumstance I may find myself in. And this is this this is a sad state of being and a way of existing. But like you're saying, I mean, it's not our purpose to just endure. So really, um, it is what it is, is only if you say it is. 
<laughs> well, well stated, yes. <laughs> because the presence of our life essence demands the attention of creative substance of our expectations. Yes. While the essence of being requires purity, purity is still not the essence of being. You know, while it requires justice, justice isn't the essence of who we are. So there is a kind of descent, if you will, that is felt when we leave our moral nature, especially when it's also uh, it's de- de- demanding a virtue of everybody that we meet, some kind of virtue. Remember, awakening is by grace. You cannot shake someone to become awakened. So while the shift in conscious awakening is occurring right now, you can still open yourself up to the insights, like you were asking and talking about, by willfully making the choice to be present exactly where you are, enjoying the moment that you're in, rather than continually identifying with all this useless thinking, yeah, wow. planning, charting, yes. and all these things to try to make it happen. Well, and that really hit home for me because I have to say, you know me as that I can get into the micromanaging mindset, the list, the making of the list, the analysis of everything. And so really getting, I mean, I I tell you what, Steve, if you can get me to this point today, I think anybody can do this to understanding the actual essence of awakening and that we can't quote do anything, but that we can just accept this is, this is total revelation knowledge. Okay. If we were just, you and I having a conversation, let's say we turned off the mics and there's no one around. I would say to you right now that you can invite awareness into your life by creating the opportunity for it. Wow. That's it. Wow. By refusing to chase after every stream of consciousness that passes through to see where it goes, to see what the alarm is about, where the the red light's going down the street. I've got to run and take care of this. Put out this fire. Put out that one. Mm -hmm. Follow me. Things are going to be bad. You've got to take care of this or it's going to really, really, really be bad. No. By being present, you open yourself up to the emerging consciousness of your awareness, the essence of your being, outside of identifying with labels. And you bring the positivity of light into this world through you, which then becomes the primary purpose of your life. Maya Angelou said that if you're always trying to be normal, you'll never know how amazing you are. (laughs) That's great. Let's work on some higher viewpoints. And, <laughs> Let's work because on I want to, you know, yes. you learn to identify with the essence of your being by being present, and the amazing you will emerge. Mm. Thoughts and words, you know, they belong to the world of forms, and they cannot express the essence of being. So when we speak our affirmations, like we do at the end of every podcast, we do, we're actually creating the outward life that we desire to experience that we desire to observe. Just say this out loud. Say, I was created for perfection. I was created for perfection. Therefore, Therefore, I am perfect. I am perfect. I see the good in all things. I see the good in all things. So I'm attracting. So I'm attracting. The abundance. The abundance. Of all good things. Of all good things. No thing. No thing. Can stop me. Can stop me. From incredible success. From incredible success. (laughs) I enjoy learning new things. I enjoy learning new things. I enjoy meeting new people. I enjoy meeting new people. I enjoy new challenges. I enjoy new challenges. I enjoy. I enjoy getting out of bed. Getting out of bed in the mornings. I needed that one in the mornings. (laughs) I enjoy going through each day. I enjoy going through every day. I'm observant. I'm observant. I'm imaginative. I am imaginative. I am a kinetic believer. I'm a kinetic believer. Creating. 
creating, enjoying, enjoying, imagining, imagining from this place of present tense awareness. From this place of present tense awareness. Hey everybody. Hey everybody. I am living. I'm living my best life. My best life. Yes, yes, yes. The worldwide awakening and what does it mean? You Boom. did that with conviction. I really did. I feel like we just gobbled everyone up today. I've missed this so Welcome much. Welcome back. I've missed you. <laughs> this has been awesome. I've missed you so much. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I've missed this with you. I really have, though. Right. Yes. So, what was it? Uh, we've got Denver. We've got San Diego. We've got Orlando. We're going to choose one of those three locations and just make sure you email us or you can send in a text and tell us what your vote is. Text 844-844-0049 and let us know. San Diego, Denver, or Orlando, Florida. We're going to have the uh, final decision this uh, Friday of this week. Ooh, exciting. And don't forget to follow Stephen on Instagram. That's going to be at Stephen Canyon. Sending out much love to all the KB creators all over the world. Yeah, and thanks as usual, Stephen, for all the wisdom. Bye.